So this topic is beware of strange fire. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So, Hebrews thirteen. Hebrews thirteen, verse eight, eight to thirteen. You wanna read it? Sure. I'm not sure if it's making James she has on here. Please can open my Bible. Okay. Hebrews 13, verse 8 through 13. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Do not be carried about with various and strange doctrines, for it is good that the heart be established by grace, not with foods which have not profited those who have been occupied with them. We have an altar from which those who serve the tabernacle have no right to eat. For the bodies of those animals whose blood is brought into the sanctuary by the high priest for sin are burned outside the camp. Therefore, Jesus also, that he might sanctify the the people with his own blood, suffered outside the gate. Therefore, let us go forth to him outside the camp, bearing his reproach. Think this. Okay. All right, so we'll start with the reading. In the physical realm, well, I'm on my verse, Numbers 26, 61. And Nadab and Abihu died when they offered strange fire before the Lord. So I kind of was wondering who they were. Mm. Um, so I went to Numbers, yeah. Numbers 26. And I started from like a few verses before. So if you read Numbers 26, verse um, 58. It says, these are the families of the Levites, the family of the Libnites, the family of the, tell us like the family history. And then verse 59, it says, the name of Amram's wife was Jochebed, the daughter of Levi, who was born to Levi in Egypt. And to Amram, she bore Aaron and their sister Miriam. So they related to Moses. So Aaron were born Nadab and Abihu. So Nadab and Abihu were Aaron's mm-hmm. son, Moses' nephews, I guess. Mm-hmm. And Nadab and Abihu died when they offered profane fire before the Lord. Other versions say, um, Amplified says, and Nadab and Abihu died in the presence of God when they offered in their ceremonial censors strange, unholy, unacceptable, unauthorized fire before the Lord. So they kind of went to the altar of God to offer a sacrifice when they were not supposed to. Yeah. And, you know, that cost them their lives. Okay. So, the script, the devotional. In the physical realm, there are different types of fire used for varying constructive or destructive purposes. 
This is also true in the spiritual realm, where fire could be godly or ungodly, constructive or destructive. The Holy Spirit is the source of godly fire. Samson tearing a lion apart in Judges 14, 5 to 6 is a classic example of what you can do when the Spirit kindles godly fire inside you. When he kindles fire in you, supernatural power comes and you are able to overcome your enemies. On the other hand, an ungodly fire produces a desire to perform acts on act that negates God's will and commandments. It destroys completely. It can also be an ungodly act in itself. So one is the desire to perform and the other is actually, actually doing it. It can also be an ungodly act in itself, as we see in the case of Nadab and Abihu, who died because they offered strange fire before the Lord. This ungodly fire made Samson go after strange women. It destroyed him. Some years ago, one of my spiritual sons was confronted with a strange fire of erotic emotions with his secretary. He sought spiritual counsel from me, and I told him plainly to sack her immediately. He did, and the strange fire was quenched. When you allow strange fire to glow, it will destroy. This is why the Lord wants you to beware of strange fire. Strange fire could be unbiblical worship. For example, an intended couple should not spend nights together alone in the name of a prayer vigil. It is strange fire when a lady comes to minister at the altar with sensitive parts of her body exposed. A pastor that introduces the blood of animals as a means of anointing during deliverance services is also dealing in strange fire. It destroys. Read the Bible and cross-check your life today for any such appearance. If there is, put it out from the source immediately. Amen. Yeah. What do you think? Uh, what's your understanding of of this reading? I think with Hebrews um, chapter 13, 8 through 13, I actually read it um, a little earlier and even reading it again, I was trying to see the relation with um, the topic, the strange fire. I don't really see it. We can elaborate on it, but in terms of num uh, numbers, um, where that one was pretty straightforward. That uh, the sons of um, sorry, <laughs> sons of Aaron offer strange fire to the Lord, and they perish immediately. So it's just saying that um, we there are two sources, pretty much, or two types of fires that we can have: one from God, and one from the Holy Spirit, and then one that. Um, assuming it's from the devil so one can uh, can cause you to act or perform godly acts and the other can I guess it's a sort of temptation I would say mm. yeah yeah that was my interpretation of the, today's lesson but Hebrews Hebrews and I need some clarity on Hebrews Right, right, right. No, you're right, because it took me a couple of minutes. To, oh, oh, a couple of minutes, it took me a while. So I'm going to read it from another 
translation. Yeah, maybe that would help. So I would call the Passion translation. It says Jesus, the Anointed One, is always the same yesterday, and today, and forever. He doesn't change. So let no one come and tell you that Jesus has changed. Mm-hmm. So don't let anyone lead you astray with all sorts of novel and exotic teachings. It is, it is more beautiful to feast on grace and be inwardly strengthened than to be obsessed with dietary rules which in themselves have no lasting benefit. Mm. We feast on a sacrifice at our spiritual altar, but those who serve as priests in the old system of worship have no right to eat of it. For the high priest carries the blood of animals into the holiest chamber as a sacrifice for sin, and then burns the bodies of the animals outside the city. And Jesus, our sin sacrifice, also suffered death outside the city walls to make us holy by his blood. So we must arise and join him outside the religious walls and bear his disgrace. So, like, I feel like there's a lot in here that yeah. pulled apart. But one thing that definitely stands out to me is number one, our spiritual altar is our hearts, yeah. heart is in us. So we need to be careful not to allow. Um, and, and the sacrifice of God is what has purified us. The blood of Christ is what has purified us, purified our hearts. Mm. It's the grace of God that, that, and the inside of us that strengthens us. So we need to be careful not to be swayed by anything else, by anybody, any doctrine that is contrary to that. Any doctrine that is contrary to the blood of Jesus Christ, that is contrary to the grace of Jesus Christ, need to be careful not to be swayed by it. Um, and I think that kind of relates to today's topic, talking about like strange strange fire on the altar. Right. Like what are you allowing in your altar, in your heart? What kind of fire are you allowing to burn? Is it burning for Christ or is it burning for the enemy? Like, you know, like you said about temptations, you know, temptation, that's the same thing I got from it. Like strange yeah. fire is basically like a temptation. And a temptation can come from anything else like for instance believing in something that is not of christ is a form of temptation falling for something that is not of christ going by a doctrine that is not of christ like um like in the devotional when it talked about you know some pastors bringing physical gods, you know things like that that we shouldn't allow anything that would taint our altar like Nadab and what's the other one's name? Abihu. Abihu. They brought something before the altar of God that wasn't meant to be. So we need to be careful what we bring before the altar of God, which is our hearts. I'm going to basically check it. Yeah. Um, so that's one thing. I think that's how that relates to it. I mean, I, I have like religion. yeah, it, it makes more sense now, especially the version you just read. I, I I think I get it now because at first it was talking about the the laws, pretty much the I guess the the Jewish laws that they used to follow right before the conversion. And I guess the way it relates to the topic is that if someone comes up to you having all these new laws or all these new Exactly, exactly what you said. Doctrines that you know you have to believe to, to to prove that you're a Christian or to show that you're a Christian. Something that's not founded on, on the Bible. Right. Then, Anything yeah. that's contrary to 
God. Like it says in the yeah. reading that um anything that's um uh, there's a sentence I'm looking for. When the, okay, the fire he kindles fire in you, supernatural power comes and able to look nope, not that one. So that talks about basically anything that's contrary to, to God, to the will of mm-hmm. God. And I particularly like even this verse 13, 13, 13. In this version, it says, so we must arise and join him outside the religious walls and be at his place. So, like, let's not be religious about about our relationship with God. Yes, from my heart. It was kind of just, even dwelling on this, um, so it talks about ungodly fire could be a desire, and ungodly desire and ungodly fire could be an ungodly act. So basically temptations and giving in to temptations. Um, so what came to my mind was basically we shouldn't put ourselves in compromising positions. We shouldn't do anything that's ungodly in the name of God. Mm-hmm. Um, we should definitely be careful about, you know, like Samson is just so sad because the same he couldn't he couldn't decipher between godly and ungodly fire. Like he had the fire to destroy lions, but they went the fire to to sleep with, you know, strange women, he couldn't mm-hmm. get over that. He allowed that fire to, that temptation, that's what it is, to just basically take him over. Um, so, yeah. And then a, a verse, another verse that came to me as I was praying was Psalms. So if we can just open Psalms and then we'll kind of start praying from there. Um... 139. 139, 23, and 24. 139, 23, and 24. Okay. Uh, different versions. So I'll read. Uh, well, I read New King James, but I can read it in different versions. Time. It says, Search me, O God, I know my heart. Try me and know my anxieties and see if there is any wicked way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. Mm-hmm. I'll read it again in the same, new, the Passion Translation. God, I invite you, I invite your searching gaze into my heart. Examine me through and through. Find out everything that may be hidden within me. Put me to the test and sift through all my anxious cares. See if there's any path of pain I'm walking on and lead me back to your glorious everlasting ways, the path that brings me back to you. So I'm just going to pray with that today because ultimately Samson didn't check himself. He had those hidden desires in him right. that he couldn't overcome, that he didn't overcome. Um, you know, the Bible, the devotional gave an example of, you know, minister. I know that's something that's kind of touchy in, the, in that day and age about like coming to church, coming to minister with, um, you know, exposing like cleavage and whatnot. And so I'm like, what is it? What is it? Say all those things, it may not be anything for you, but it could be something for somebody else. You should avoid temptations, avoid desires that are just ungodly. And there's some things that we don't even know we're doing, but are. And that's what this verse is saying, that mm-hmm. search me if there's any way in me that I don't even know is wrong. Please point it out and lead me 
to life before it destroys me. Because there's so many instances in the Bible, like Moses, his anger, or mm. Saul, King Saul, you know, fear, people pleasing, impatience, those things destroyed him. Um, jealousy, you know, and so on and so forth. Judas, greed. So there's some things that are in us that we don't even realize is there until it's, it starts getting kindled and then it just leads to destruction. So we're going to pray with that verse. Well, let's just pray the prayer points and then we'll pray that verse and then that'll be it. So the prayer point is, Father, deliver your church from strange fire in the mighty name of Jesus. The church, not just the church, the physical building, like we and I are the church also. So let God deliver us from any strange fire that's in us. In the name of Jesus, Father, Lord God, we just want to say thank you for even today. Thank you for helping us to understand about strange fires, about temptations, and the destruction that it can bring. Lord, we just ask, oh God, that you deliver us from every strange fire, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Deliver us from whatever strange fires, whatever, <clears throat> whatever um, sparks that are hidden in us that may eventually grow to become dangerous fires. Lord, deliver us from it, O oh God, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Let us pray with the verse, search me, O oh God, and know, and know my heart. Find me and know my anxiety. Lord, we just ask that you search me. I ask Lord, that you search me, O oh God, search my heart. Reveal myself to me. Is there any way in me that can lead me to lead me into trouble? Is there any way in me that is wicked, that is wrong, that is strange? Is there any way in me, oh God, that you are not pleased with? Is there any desire? Is there any trait, any character traits in me, oh God, that you are not pleased with, that is dangerous, that it is not dealt with, can really affect me, affect my future? Father, search me and reveal it to me. Reveal it to me and help me to overcome it, O oh God. Lead me into the path of life. Let my ways not destroy me. Let my desires not destroy me. Father, if there's any strange fire in me, if there's any strange fire in me, O oh God, if there's any strange desire inside of me that I don't even know that is there, or that I know but I've been given excuses for, Father, please reveal unto me, O oh God, Reveal unto me, O oh God, and lead me in the path of righteousness. Lead me in the path of everlasting life. We align you, O oh God, in the mighty name of Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Heavenly Father, we thank you. We bless your holy name. Thank you for today. Thank you even for the grace to come together, O oh God and just spend a few minutes in your presence. We ask, oh God, that everything that we have discussed today, that you will help us, grace us to actually implement them in our lives, Lord, in Jesus' name. Mm -hmm. We ask that you check us, check our hearts, reveal ourselves to us, any strange fire that is brewing beneath the surface, oh God, we ask that you shall put it out, oh God, in the name of Jesus. Help mm -hmm. us to be able to overcome whatever temptations that we may face in our lives, oh God, in Jesus' name. Mm -hmm. Enlighten us to see things as you see them, oh God, whatever 
thoughts we have, whatever beliefs that we have that is contrary to you, we ask that you shall reveal to us and teach us your ways. Give us your mind, O oh God, in the name of Jesus. Mm. We commit this day unto your hands. Lord, take absolute control in all that we do. Be with us, lead us, protect us, empower us, empower our loved ones, empower our friends. Cover us all, protect us all in Jesus' name. And we pray that this day, oh God, shall come with peace. We speak peace into the city, into New York, into New York City, New York State, into America, even the nations of the world, Lord. Let your peace reign, oh God, in the name of mm-hmm. Jesus. Mm-hmm. Thank you, God, who bless your holy name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.